Good afternoon, everybody. This is Coach V. I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate Podcast. Uh, we are broadcasting live from Kaizen World Headquarters here in Silver Spring, Maryland. Kaizen Nation, how are you? Uh, we are recording, let's see, Coach David, we're at the very start of April 2021. Wow. Can you, can you believe it? I cannot believe it. So it's been over a year now, right, that uh, COVID has been a thing in terms of lockdowns for us in our local area. We're in the D.C. metro area. So if you're listening from outside of the U.S., uh, we're just outside uh, Washington, D.C. We're in Silver Spring, Maryland. And Coach David, can you give us the latest on kind of the state of where we are with this whole pandemic? Yeah, I think, um, I think boy, things are opening up quickly. I mean, it seems like uh, we went from you know, very hard to get vaccines, very hard to get appointments, to now there's more mass act sites opening up. Um, I believe in Maryland, it's gonna be, I'm not sure if it's next week, but it's very soon that just, you just show up and get one. Like you don't even need appointments now. Um, I'm happy to say I received my second shot uh, this past week and uh, no problems. And I'm very much looking forward to another two weeks to be able to um, live a little bit more you know, with, with um, prudence. And I, I, um, I can speak for other people I know who are really happy. They, there's all this positivity in this regard. Yeah, I got to tell you, I, um, you know, we got our second shots as well. I got my second shot. Um, I didn't have as smooth of a ride as you did. Uh, you know, we had a, <laughs> I got in a fight with, you know, Mr. Moderna on a Wednesday night. <laughs> Or one, but I, I ended up prevailing in round two, so uh, it was fine. But yeah, there was little, little side effects, a little bumpy, but it was all good in the end. So yeah, but um, overall things are good. You know, I think we're in the same place. We're we're all looking forward to opening up, and you know, we have uh, some outdoor classes for youth in the next season. We're going to have outdoor classes for adults as well, starting up. So that's uh, official. So guys, adults, just it's official. Uh, Coach David, it looks like it's going to be. This is the first time we're announcing it. The Wednesday class, which is normally online adult class on Wednesdays, it looks like that's going to be the first of the adult classes that moves back to in-person. So it'll be outdoors, outside. Uh, if for any reason there is rain or inclement weather, um, the class isn't canceled. We just move it online for that day. Uh, but mm -hmm. the Wednesday class is looking like it'll be the first class uh, that'll go back to being online starting in the new session. So that'll be uh, the very first week of May. Uh, that's when we go back to being in-person for adults. Wow, that's awesome news. I'm sure there are a bunch of people who are going to hear this and make a little woo. <laughs> oh, yes. So we're, we're looking forward to it. And, you know, keep in mind, it's gradual. It's phased. It's, you know, we're being very prudent about how we do things. But by that point, we know that there's going to be multiple people who would have already had their second shots of the vaccine. Right. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll assess where we are at that time in terms of what we can and can't do in terms of being safe about how, our, how we train together. And we'll make those decisions at that time. So no further announcements in that regard, but you know, we'll, we'll assess where we are. Still, it's great news considering where we were just a couple of months ago. Absolutely. Awesome. So Coach David, before we jump into our, you know, our podcast for today, the podcast is, uh, it's an old uh, set of best practices, right? It was a 10-point formula for success. We used to you know, share this with our instructors uh, I call it the Kaizen Instructor Keys to Success. There's 10 different points that we're going to share. Uh, so this is not just for instructors. It's also for students, right? Students will share with you what you can do to have that success. And if you're a parent or a family member who's maybe listening in and you have a student who trains with us, we want you to know what we do 
to be successful. We wanted to let you know what we do to make sure we keep everyone safe and to make sure these classes run smooth. And let's say that by chance, you know, you're not part of Kaizen Nation. Well, first of all, you are if you're listening. So thank you for being here. But maybe you don't officially train with us. You're outside of the DC metro area. Um, number one is you can always train with us online, right? So we have a virtual classes and virtual summer camp, and we'll talk about it in just a second. But if you, if you are a part of a, another school, and maybe you're an instructor for another school, feel free to use these, uh, these, this 10-point success formula, as I think it could really benefit you. Um, Coach David, before we jump into that, I have to give a quick plug about summer camp, a very, very important announcement. April 1st, um, summer camp uh, online registration opened for the virtual camp. So virtual summer camp, uh, re online registration is open. I know a lot of you know, requests came in asking, when is it open? Because on March 19th, we opened registration for the onsite camps, but we didn't open virtual yet. So now online registration is open for everything, onsite as well as virtual. And here's the big date everyone should circle on their calendar. Uh, it's April 30th. If you register on or before April 30th, you get free before care and free aftercare uh, for the onsite camps. Of course, that doesn't exist for virtual camp because it's, you know, virtual <laughs> at home. Uh, sorry, parents, but you know, it's, but, but the virtual camp is open. Uh, and some of those classes will be live taught by an instructor just for that group. Some of them will be streamed uh, direct from the campsites. So it's going to be fantastic. That's awesome. I'm sure many parents around the DMV are very happy with this news. Yeah, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to it. I know the kids who I've, you know, talked to during class time are just ready to kind of get back to it. You know, of course, when parents allow and when families feel comfortable. I've talked to many adults who are just, they're just ready, you know, to kind yeah. of get back to, to living, right? Yeah, and it's nice to be able to play in your summer. Like, I know there, there are plenty of parents who want to be able to do activities and summer camp is a big component of that. So it's great. That's exactly right. Well, Coach, I'm going to go ahead and shift gears here. I'm going to get started on the 10 points. It's 10 Kaizen Instructor Keys to Success. Now, yes, these are instructor keys to success, but you know, we'll go through what the secret is for the instructor. Uh, we'll also share with you what a student can do if you're not yet a black belt. And parents, if you're listening in, just know that this is how we do things here, right? And I think it's good for everyone to know. So number one, right? And uh, I think we talked about this earlier was uh, these are not, a, um, you know, you know, trade secret. I, what, I don't remember what you called it, Coach David, but there's no um, uh, patent on these secrets yeah. <laughs> here. You know? So anyone can do this. Uh, so let's go from there, right? So number one, arrive early. In order to run a smooth program, punctuality is critical. An instructor should arrive on site early enough to deal with any class changes and set up effectively. Students can tell when an instructor is flustered and your program is not run as smoothly if you are rushed. Also, it is absolutely critical that we never have unsupervised students. Now, Coach David, I'll start with the instructor side. If you can speak to the student side. And if you're an instructor out there, man, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, you're forgotten. Now, you know, as we shift gears back into on-site training, let me tell you something. Traffic is going to be picking up if you have to drive. Uh, you know, we maybe are not familiar with the traffic patterns. Maybe we have new routines that we have to get into. Maybe we have to deal with childcare situations or, you know, we're going to be away from our families a little bit more. So this is something we all have to get ready for, right? We can't just log in five minutes before the Zoom class starts. We, there's a lot more prep uh, that's involved. Coach, any thoughts right. on that? Yeah, that's uh, 100% true. I, I'm, we've always been big fans of arriving early. What, what, he, what you said is, um, you know, a gospel. It's like 
take it to heart. Arrive early, being early is on time. From a student's point of view, arrive early. <laughs> that's the same thing. Be early because that's on time. You want to have time to put your stuff down, to make sure you're stretched out, warmed up, to um, say hi to your friends, to just be ready, get mentally ready for class. If you come rushing in last minute, I don't care who you are. It's not a good feeling. You certainly aren't going to be ready to do your best. Um, so by all means, if you want to have a very successful class, you got to be early. I mean, it's just that's so put that in gold and keep it. That's that's forever. You know, two quick thoughts that come to my mind. I remember as a as a young student, my mom used to drive me to class all the time. And I remember, I can't remember the exact nights, maybe it was Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, I can't remember, but she would be racing from work to come pick me up at the house. And then we would race off to class, barely making it there in time. So parents, look, we get it. I know exactly what you're going through because I've been there. I've been a student, you know, as a kid and trained as an adult and now as an instructor, it's not easy to get to class on time. So if you're not able to get to class on time, but you're still making it, hey, you're winning, you're succeeding. We're just giving you the ideal situation, right? We know everyone's got different stresses and things like this, but in a perfect world, if you can get there early, that's great. Now, Coach David, when I started driving, I remember I was going to class and you know, I was, you know, I was paying attention to what the other black belts were doing. I can remember I went one day super early to class. I went like 30 minutes early. And I was surprised all of the highest ranking black belts were already there. And somehow the conversation came up where I think I had maybe asked them. I said, hey, is this, do you guys normally get here this early? They said, yeah, why don't you? I mean, they were, they were perplexed that I was there at that time because they were wondering why I don't, don't come as early. They said, we warm up, we do our stretches. They do all of their prep work. They're fully prepared, not just physically, mentally. And they're ready to roll. And they're in a good place. They're mentally prepared, right? They're, they're, they're in the zone. They've blocked out all the nonsense from the day and they're fully focused on their karate. It was after that day, I started really showing up early. Not because I needed to compete with them, but because I realized it got you ready for the training. That's just outstanding. Good words to live by right there. Absolutely. Hey, number two, wear your uniform. So, you know, we're talking about the Kaizen instructor keys to success. We're also sharing with you what a student can do. But number two is wear your uniform. Your Kaizen shirt is what will, uh, your Kaizen shirt is what will allow you on, is what will allow on-site staff to recognize you. Uh, you should look clean and professional. You'll be treated as such. Now, you know, sometimes during normal times, pre-COVID, we'd be teaching all over the area. And, you know, if you are not in your uniform, sometimes you can't be identified. People don't know who you are. Maybe if you're a substitute, you know, maybe not everyone's familiar with, um, you know, what your purpose is there. They're not familiar that you're there for teaching. Regardless, whether you're new to a place or whether you're, you know, you've been known for years and years, always, always, always wear your uniform. Always be ready, be clean, right? You know, your uniform shouldn't be ripped or dirty in any way, shape or form. You should look presentable. How you dress is how you feel. Coach David, I learned a long time ago, whatever I did, my students were going to do just a little bit less. And I'm talking about the beginner level students. I remember when I first started teaching, I used to wear a uh, black kind of a muscle shirt, tight fitted shirt. The students, I got lucky if they were wearing all black. Then I stepped it up to wearing a Kaizen t-shirt. Well, they started wearing black. Then I started wearing a gi top, no embroidery or anything like on it. Then they started wearing a Kaizen t-shirt. Then I was like, okay, good. I got to step it up. I started wearing a Kaizen gi, the whole thing. My point is, is that how you dress is how you feel. And if you're an instructor, 
make sure your patches are on. Make sure your patches are on in the correct place. Make sure you have the approved patches, right? You know, make, you know, before Cobra Kai was a thing, right? You know, with the current Cobra Kai series, we used to jokingly say, you know, if you're doing something completely off the beaten path, that's like Cobra Kai. That's a different school or you're, you're doing something different, right? Make sure you're in alignment with the way that things need to be done, instructors. Whether you're with us or another school, you want to look the part. If you look the part, you feel the part. That's just fantastic. I completely agree. Um, everything you just said, I would point out to, to students also wear your uniform. How you dress is how you feel for you too. So if you show up wearing a discolored t-shirt and maybe your pants, you're wearing sweatpants or you know, you're ripped or whatever, you're not going to do your best. You're not going to feel your best. You're certainly going to look around the room and not feel great because all the other students look like they're there for business and you're there just to kid around. Wear your full uniform. You're going to look good. You're going to feel good. When you kick and you punch, you're going to hear the snap in your gi. So the instructors are going to be able to help you optimally. Um, it is the thing to do. You wouldn't go to a soccer game with a ready old t-shirt and a pair of blue jeans. I mean, right? You're going to have your uniform. It's the same, no different in karate. We have a set uniform. That's what you wear. That's exactly right. Number three, bring all of your materials. So again, we're talking about the Kaizen Instructor Keys to Success. Number three, bring all your materials. Now, I want to point something out before I say this. I believe this was written back in 2016. So we've been having this as our official slash unofficial kind of 10 points to success. So you'll see why in just a second. Uh, so bring all your materials. Having all your equipment can ensure a smooth program. These are some items that you should bring to class, uh, to every class. A, um, class-specific equipment, you know, balls and cones or sports or, you know, because we have sports programs. If you're in karate, you know, you bring your punching pads, whatever. B, a notebook and writing utensils for attendance, holding pertinent papers you may need. Um, back in the day, we used to have waiver forms and things like that. Now everything's electronic, you know, but attendance lists. C, your cell phone in case you need to contact us or in case there is an emergency. D, a small first aid kit with band-aids and cleaning wipes. Uh, now, keep in mind, given that now we're in the age of COVID and hopefully soon to be in a post-COVID world, that's absolutely critical, right? Coach David, uh, E, hand sanitizer. Uh, keep it in your car for your benefit. I was a hand sanitizer person before hand sanitizer was cool. I can tell you a quick story in just a second. Uh, this, critical um, this critical item will prevent sickness, especially in the winter months. Coach David, that was written well before COVID. I used to get made so much fun of because after class, especially if we were chatting after class, instructors would see me always putting hand sanitizer on my hands. And I was religious about washing my hands, religious about putting hand sanitizer on. And I remember there was times in classes, sometimes I, I remember there was one class, someone got kind of upset with me because there was one student who was kind of sick. They were sneezing, coughing. You could tell they were clearly contagious. And I asked him to move further back. Well, I got a email, as you know what I'm talking about, yeah. expressing the, um, that they weren't happy with how I asked the student to step away. Now, can you imagine that in a post-COVID world? If someone were sick or contagious, they wouldn't be allowed on site. But again, we were doing these best practices well before COVID. This was not just me. This was universal that we practiced this, that if you're sick, don't come to class. Make up the class later when you're feeling better. The other thing, Coach David, that I got to say about bringing materials, you know, I've started teaching these on-site classes again. 
I got to tell you, you know, what's the number one thing I realized was I used to carry my dedicated karate bag and I hadn't been doing it for about a year. I had to repack the bag, check to make sure I had the correct materials, make sure I had my teaching sheets, my correct belt tapes, all of this stuff. So I'm encouraging everybody, go check to make sure all your stuff is up to date. I'm sure you maybe have some thoughts for the students as well, right? Absolutely. Uh, students, you should have your materials to bring. Uh, you should have your bag with your sparring gear, right? That's something you, you want to bring. You want to bring a water bottle. You optimally want to bring a towel, wipe off, you know, wipe off of anything that needs to. You should have your karate journal, right? I don't think that um, we've talked about this specifically, although we reference it a lot in class, but that's a standard material. That's like, you know, you have a soccer ball in soccer. Well, we have our sparring gear. We have our karate journal. We have our uniform. We have the same sorts of things. All that should be in a bag, set and ready to go. Um, I would say your belt, but to me, your belt's part of your uniform, but we have students who seem to forget their belts. So I'll say, make sure that's there as well. Just have it all set aside. We always talk about having a set place for your things and it's always there. And therefore you'll never forget it because there's only one spot it could possibly be in. And students, one more thing to add is, um, this should be your responsibility. Yeah, mom and dad like to help and it's great that we can count on mom and dad for support. But this is your stuff. This is a great time for you to learn responsibility. Manage your own gear. Clean it when it gets dirty. Make sure there's paper in the journal. Um, I think we talked about this, Coach V. What's the most important ability that we're going to teach students? Responsibility. This is uh, one of those uh, times when you can really work on that skill. You know, one thing that comes to mind from hearing you share that, Coach, is, um, you know, we, we went about... 10, 11, 12 months or so where we were telling students don't buy sparring gear because there was no one to spar. Well, uh, we're changing that message. So it's official. Start getting your sparring gear, right? So, and here's what I mean. If you don't have sparring gear, start getting it. Number two is that go check your sparring gear because I've seen countless students who don't fit into their sparring gear anymore. Now I'm very happy they didn't get any new sparring gear during the pandemic. And you know, yes, we're still in the pandemic, but I'm glad they didn't get it over the past 10 to 12 months because there was no one to spar. Now we're about to get into this place where yes, there will be partner work once it's safe to do so. And I see that coming around sooner than later. Coach David, it's critically important, especially if you're a youth and you're going through some growth, you know, and you, and you know you've grown, uh, definitely go ahead and start uh, looking into that. If you have any questions, just email us and we'll, we'll let you know how to do that. Number four, man, I love this one. We're talking about success tips. And now parents, students, instructors. This was originally designed for instructor success tips. So, uh, you know, take what I'm going to say with a grain of salt and we'll give you the student version in a second. So instructors smile. You're a customer service specialist. Remember the place where you're teaching, right? The staff who are there, the parents, the students, they're all of our customers and clients, right? Be friendly, be polite. Remember to introduce yourself. This is especially critical when you have a hard day, or things are not going as planned. I'll give you my two cents on this. You know, whenever you're meeting a new student instructors, whenever you're introducing yourself to a student, we want to give a warm, friendly welcome. The worst thing you can do if you're an instructor is to look at someone and say, hey, where are you? Where have you been? That's not welcoming. That, that doesn't make someone want to come back and train, right? We're happy to see all of our students. And at Kaizen, I'll tell you our philosophy, everyone's welcome. 
doesn't matter if you took a break for one month, one year, five years, hey, you're welcome back here anytime. It's an open door policy. That's great. And uh, I would say for students, same thing goes to you. How, you. how you act is a big deal. We always talk about positive attitude. That's, we give a stripe for positive attitude. That's how important it is. Smile, be friendly, be happy. If you can do that, that positive attitude, we'd say that's 50% of, of being able to succeed. Showing up regularly is the other 50%. So by all means, that smile, that, that friendliness, that, that positivity goes a long way for making that connection with your instructor and allowing you to get the most out of that class. You know, sometimes, Coach, we, we say we're happy, but we forget to look at our face and check, right? <laughs> you know, you can be feeling happy on the inside or maybe, maybe not be in a bad mood. But if someone sees you, remember, body language and tonality are huge, right? Body language is like 53%, I think, of any communication. And if that's your first time meeting someone, whether you're a student or an instructor, that sets a first impression. And I always have this saying, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. I want to be super guilty of one thing, Coach David. I want to be guilty of smiling too much because that's something that I think is critical. We need more of that in this world today, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. Here we go, guys. Number five, always check in. Now, again, these are for instructors. Now, this was written back in 2016. So parents and students, I hope you find a lot of comfort in knowing this is how we've always done things. Uh, always check in because every facility, every place where we teach has a different check-in procedure and a different system. Um, it is usually, and this is true, for child safety. It's also a good opportunity to let school officials or the sites where we teach um, to know that we're there, to know that we're present. Sometimes when we're checking in, it's not just another step, it's to let the whole place know, hey, we're here, the, the system that's in place, the schedule that's in place can now proceed. So Coach David, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to go on site to a couple places in the recent past couple weeks. And man, I got to tell you, there's still check-in procedures. Some have changed. There's temperature checks. There's all these different procedures. Every place is a little bit different based on comfort levels, right? And I would just encourage everyone to, to, to invest an extra five or 10 minutes to make sure you know, that you're doing things the way they need to be done. So I bring this up because pre-COVID, we were already doing you know, check-ins. We were already making sure that we're following procedures wherever we are, um, but students and instructors, we want to allot just a little bit of extra time. I'd say a minimum of an extra five minutes to make sure we have time, that we're not rushed, to make sure we're doing the proper procedures, that we're in compliance with all of the rules and regulations that might be in place wherever we're teaching. That's great. And uh, I'll say for the students, check in with your instructor. Like I'm assuming you're, you're going to now go to number one, arriving early. And if you're there early and your instructor's there early, yeah, you might be busy. He might be running around, right? Well, that's fine. But there's usually a few minutes where they probably just sitting there quietly getting ready for class. I know personally, when I love when a student says, hi, Coach David, how are you? And you know, that, that little positivity, that little check-in, that goes a long way. I know you're there. I know you're in a good mood. I know you're ready to look, go for class. So it's a good idea. You know, you, do you have to do it? No, but why not? 100% agree. Number six, Take attendance. Make sure you take attendance at the beginning of every class. This, help us, this helps us to keep track of where all of our students are, right? Uh, let, and I'm gonna kind of give you the short form of this here. We wanna let whoever's in charge know of wherever we are teaching what the attendance status is. 
if a student is not present, if someone is absent, we need to let someone know exactly right away, safety is our number one concern. And if there's even one child who's not in class, who's supposed to be there, we, need, we always, always, always take immediate action to identify where that student is. Maybe they're at home, maybe they're at a doctor's appointment, maybe they're not feeling well. It doesn't matter, but we still need to know. So parents, if you're listening to this, we need you to help us to know where your students are, right? So if, you, if your child is not coming to class that day, it doesn't matter if it's online, in-person, summer camp, doesn't matter. We need to know. You got to let us know. Put it in writing, email us. Not five minutes before class starts because we are not checking emails before class starts. We're watching the students before class starts. We need to know in as much advanced notice as humanly possible. And we know that's not always possible to do. We get it. But the more advanced notice you can give, the more we can ensure the safety of all of our students. So again, taking attendance. Right. I, don't think there's, um, I don't think there's a student um, equivalent for this. So I, I think we can just move on. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you the only thing that really even comes to my mind is when I'm thinking from a student perspective, coach, is that students need to understand that we take attendance and we're constantly paying attention to who's in class. And if you have the best kicks and punches in the world, but you don't show up to class, it doesn't matter. You're not ready to move up the belt. You need to make sure that, I mean, it's attendance and attitude. Those are clearly the most two important things. That's what I'm looking at. So let's move on. Number seven. Uh, we need to get the students to move. Now, these are instructor success secrets, so we'll give the student equivalent in just a second. But instructors, the, the kids that you will be teaching will have been sitting, now this is if it's an after-school you know, type of program, they would have been sitting down for the last six hours or so, right? Same thing with adults. If we're teaching adult class, most people are sitting down at a desk. Man, during this period of lockdown and COVID, everyone's sitting at a computer doing virtual training. Even if you're virtually training, we still need to get up and move, right? We still need to get up and exercise. Sitting down, I heard, is like the new smoking. You know, we need to make sure that we're sitting down less and standing up and exercising a whole bunch more. So number seven is getting the students to move. And I think from a student's point of view is, yeah, yeah, I know you want to move. And I know you probably feel antsy, even adults, right? We want to move and get up. But please listen to the instructor. I mean, the instructor is going to tell you, Right. Okay. Now we're going to get up and we're going to warm up and we're going to do this. We're going to do that. But if you're kind of moving all over the place and you're not listening, that just creates um, more time when the student, when the whole class can't be organized and moving towards a specific goal. So just listen to your instructor. I know um, we all want to move. I mean, that's why we're in karate. We love to be physical, um, but there's a time to do it. And there's a time when you're supposed to be listening and sitting and Try to, to give the instructor the benefit of the doubt because we are all going to make you move, no doubt about it. Sometimes we have an important point to say or an announcement that might require your attention. You know, look us straight in the eye. Um, you know, that way we know you're listening. And then we'll move because I know that's what we all want to do. Absolutely. Number eight, use positive reinforcement. There will occasionally be students who get out of line or, you know, maybe have discipline issues or things like that. And Coach David, we never yell at our students. We always use positive reinforcement. And the second part of this too is that, you know, if we need help, if instructors, if you ever need help with group management, crowd control, classroom management, whatever you want to call it, contact me. I'll help you, right? We have a bunch of senior instructors who are excellent at this and we can certain, certainly help you. So using positive reinforcement. Coach David, here's what I have to say about this. Um, years ago, one of our senior, senior in black belts, he came up to me and he said, 
Uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, I was, I was very flattered that he said this. I didn't realize this is something I was doing. But he said to me, he said, you know, you never raise your voice in class. I've never heard you yell. And I said, no, why would I? And he said, and, and you know, he doesn't yell, but he just made an observation. He said, you know, you just never yell in class. And I said, no, because you know what? Sometimes if you yell or you shout, people will listen to you and follow you, not because they want to, because they have to. And instructors, remember, yelling and shouting, I mean, being animated and spirited and, you know, projecting your voice, that's one thing. I'm talking about shouting because of discipline. That's not the way we teach here. So parents, students, right? That's not what we're about, right? But part of it too is we want to keep all of our students engaged. We want to make sure that everyone is having a fun time during class time. And students, a lot of the times I've found is that if students are not listening during class time, especially if it's a beginner youth class, it's because we just need to exercise a little bit more, right? You know, if, if you've been sitting down for six hours, you don't need to hold a chumbi for five minutes to check your focus level. You've been focused for the past six hours. We need to exercise. We need to do 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes of calisthenics and warm-ups. You get that extra energy out of, the, out of you, man, you're good. This reminds me of something, Coach. There was a very good TV show. I don't know if it's on or not anymore. It was called The Dog Whisperer. Do you remember that show? I with do remember With Caesar Milan. And so he always had a recipe. You know, you can watch the show one or two times and wonder, what is he doing? After you watch the show a bunch, he always does two things. Number one, the dogs, guess what he does? He walks them. Because all of those dogs who had nervous energy, bad energy, whatever their issue was, they just needed to be walked, right? That's always what he did. He walked them. Sometimes he put on his rollerblades because the dogs pulled him so fast. And then he was flying down the street because the dogs just needed to run. And then with the humans, what he did was he retrain them. He said, no, 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 what you were doing is wrong. Here's how you do it, right? It's kind of the same thing with kids. And I'm not saying that kids are like dogs. I'm just saying it's a similar mindset, right? Is that we just need to exercise more. So instructors, shouting is not the way. The way is to make sure we're exercising, getting the energy out, and then we're using positive reinforcement. Coach David, what are your thoughts from the student side? Well, to me, that the positive word just keeps, you know, bright lights right in my eye. Um, if you stay positive and you have a great attitude, there's just, it's so much better. It's, you're going to get so much more out of class. You're going to enjoy the class. You're going to learn more. Um, students, I would say as best as you can, <laughs> try to maintain that. I know sometimes it's frustrating. We get disappointing news. Maybe we don't do as well as we wanted in sparring or just, you know, some, we have a tough day. But if you can just write that off keep a smile on your face and say, I'm going to do better the next class. I'm going to even double down on my practice. I'm telling you, there's nothing you won't do. Black belt will not be um, anything you can't attain. It's the way to go. And, and so that's just, it's, we can try to help you get there. Um, but that's just kind of, I think, one of the things we need to all work on, keeping positive, even in difficult times. That's just great. Excellent, excellent. Number nine, make sure every student is picked up. Oh, this is just a, a gem. I, I love this one, and I'll tell you why in a second. You're responsible for the student until an adult comes for the child's dismissal. Uh, every location where we teach is a little bit different, has different dismissal procedures, instructors. You know what I'm talking about. You know, sometimes we pick up from here, we drop off from there. You know, there's always a different procedure, but it's critical that you remain with the students at all times until all students are accounted for. Zero exceptions, right? We cannot have any exceptions to that. Safety is our number one concern. So 
parents, this is important for you to know because, you know, when we were operating well before COVID, this was always our policy. It always will be our policy that we are not going anywhere until those students are accounted for and they're picked up or they're handed off to the correct person for supervision. Uh, so that's critically important. Now, adults, you know, obviously this doesn't apply to you, but I'm talking about our kids' programs. Um, we are always uh, with the students. Now, with that being said, instructors very often have things to do after class. This reminds me of one of our instructors, Coach Tiffany. Years ago on her birthday, uh, there was a student who was very, very, very late to get picked up. I'm talking like hour, hour and a half, maybe even close to two hours. And, you know, logically you'd say, hey, she has birthday plans. She has something to do. Coach David, I'm not kidding you. Um, she stayed with that student for about two hours or so. She ended up missing her birthday dinner, missing her birthday plans to be with that student. Um, now, that's not normal. It's very abnormal, that situation for that to be there. Usually it's a couple minutes or something like this. But that's the level of dedication, you know, that our instructors have. Um, you know, we, of course, ask, and this is a pretty obvious thing to say, that no one takes advantage of that. But at the same time, you know, we take safety very, very seriously here. Coach David, any thoughts on this? Yeah, no, I mean, as you just said, safety is the number one thing. And as a, as a student, we can ask you to just try to cooperate with the instructor. Like, don't run around, don't leave the area. You know, we, 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 we teach at uh, TI, Earth Israel, on Sundays, and it's very easy for students to just kind of run out from where we teach in the, in the lower level um, to get picked up on the outside. But if we don't know that you're not picked up and there's a park nearby and you went to, like, I'll oh, just hang out and wait, that's how problems happen. So students don't do that. Please, you know, listen to the instructor. If there's a problem, like if you realize, hey, mom and dad's not here and they should be, come find us and tell us. We want to help you. So it's not like we're going to be upset or mad at you. We want to make sure there hasn't been a, God forbid, a car accident or a you know, flat tire or anything that, that could have naturally derailed that process. So we ask for your cooperation. If there's an issue, we are there to help you. That's what we do. Yeah, you know, I'll give you this wrap-up thought on point number nine is I think everything falls underneath communications. Um, you know, from a parent standpoint, just let us know, you know, in writing, please, you know, as early as humanly possible, because that way everyone's looped in. There's a, a record of, you know, where is this student supposed to be? Uh, from our side, instructors and, you know, our office team, uh, we will absolutely make sure to go above and beyond to communicate effectively, because we want to make sure that every child is accounted for and safe mm -hmm. at all times. No, no exceptions. Number 10, this is our final point for the day. So this is pretty exciting here. Number 10, leave the facility exactly as you found it. So I like this one. Clean up trash left by students. Place any items left by students in the schools lost and found. Um, you know, if you're in a facility, classroom, wherever you are, re return everything, chairs, tables, everything, back to the exact position. One thing I used to do if we were ever renting a facility or we were in a different place, uh, what we would do is we take a picture at the beginning, so we knew exactly what it was supposed to be like uh, at the end. Um, Coach David, my, my one thought to everyone who's listening, whether you be a student, instructor, um, parent, it's very, very, very important uh, that we leave the place better than what we found it. And you know, I know, especially if students are on the younger side, I hope it's not adults who think this, but I know the younger students sometimes think, that's not my trash, I don't need to pick that up. Well, if that's our mentality, well, guess what? We're going to have a pretty horrible place that we live in. You know, our, our community is going to be destroyed, right? We need to make sure that we're going above and beyond. Even if it's not your trash, pick it up within good reason, right? Assuming it's safe to do so. And it's, you know, maybe a piece of paper 
something like that. Um, I know the instructors, I got to give hats off to all of our instructors. We work exceptionally hard uh, to make sure that we, you know, keep places clean. We sweep up. Coach David, I'll tell you my best practice. I think you know this about me. Um, one of our adult class students, I know Susan, she knows this, you know this. Um, at the, on Sundays, uh, when I'm teaching, I have my routine, right? I, have, I sweep a certain way. I lay down the, the dots a certain way. We have spacers that we use. I, I set up the pads a certain way. I mean, it's like Groundhog Day. I call it Super Bowl Sunday. Every Sunday, it's the same thing. Coach, I drive the same way. I do the same thing. I mean, it's routine, 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 routine. And I make sure that it produces a certain result. I mean, if you're looking for the, uh, the secret guys, whether you be a student instructor, whoever, that's it. Just make sure you find a system that works and stick to it. And I'm talking about when you're teaching, right? Now, this is point 10 is called leaving the, leaving the space clean. And as you found it, Coach David, that's so critical. Man, oh man, just making sure you clean up in the beginning before you start. The students should have a clean space to train on. No one should be having dirt on their feet or, you know, getting cut on their feet by a sharp object. Or, you know, sometimes there would be little pieces of glass or something like that. No, all of that has to be swept out. And at the end, you just do a walkthrough to make sure all the doors are secured. Everything needs to be uh, in good working order. What are your Absolutely. thoughts about from a student perspective? Yeah, I mean, from a student perspective, we can help the students to help that along. Like, for example, after class, make sure you have everything that you came with. That bag I talked about that you're prepared with, with your gear and your journal and your towel and your water, make sure it's all accounted for. If there were handouts, and this we have this happen a lot with, so if, it, if the instructor gave you a handout at the end, don't make it into a paper airplane. Don't fling it around. Don't just drop it on the ground. We gave that to you for a specific reason. Take it home, put it in your bag, give it to mom or dad, um, where it could be looked at. If it needs to be recycled, it can be at that point, but don't just treat it as trash because we actually work hard to make those announcements and those papers worthwhile. Um, and the last thing is to treat the facility like it was your home, like when you go to the bathroom. Be neat about it. Don't fling toilet paper or paper towels. You know, treat it like it was your house, how you would like someone in your house to treat it. And if we all do that, everybody does their little job. There's hardly any work to be done. It's an easy job. It's only when things go awry that can make a mess and things get out of control. So everyone can help do their part and make this a very easy task. How many times would you say we've been teaching together on a Sunday? And a student comes back either at the very, very end of the at the very, very end of the series of classes that we teach, or maybe the next day, or we get a phone call or email, and someone says, "I lost my watch. Have you seen it? Or have you seen my iPod? Or an iPod? There's no iPods. You get my point. Some kind yes. of electronic device. Has that ever happened? And if all so, the time. All the time, right? So let me help everybody who's listening. Stop bringing valuables." Do not bring anything of value when you train. Now, it's not because there's any issues with people picking stuff up that they shouldn't pick up. That's not the issue. It's because you just shouldn't be bringing those in the first place, right? If there's something that you don't want to lose, don't bring it. That's my general rule of thumb. Now, you might be saying, what about my car keys? Put them in your shoe or have a system, right? You know, I used to be notorious for, using, for losing my keys or my wallet. Now, I never lose it. I never lose my stuff. And I'll tell you why. I put it in the same place. Coach David, I have a big carabiner on my keys, so I hook it onto my bag. Everyone laughs at me when they see it. They say, you going rock climbing? I say, no, I'm making sure I don't lose my keys. I hook it onto my bag. You've seen me do this. I tighten up that screw. It's, I have to try to lose it now, 
right? <laughs> I put my wallet in the same place. I put my keys in the same place. And then, you know, if, if anything needs to be um, secured, I put it in my bag. Coach David, this might be something that I think it's a quick tip for students and parents and instructors. You need to have a dedicated karate bag. And let me tell you what I found. I've tried all the karate bags out there. Now, if you're a manufacturer, Century, whoever, and you're listening, I'm going to give you the secret here. A lot of times the sparring bags that you guys create, they're not that good because it's just one compartment. You need to have multiple compartments in the bag. That's why if you ever see me, I know you have a black backpack. I have a red one. You know why mine's red, right? Because I have to try to lose it because I used to have a black one and I would lose it. So I have a bright <laughs> red bag that I cannot lose. And I have a set things that I keep in there and I, that's what's in there. So again, students and adults, if you ever lose stuff, have one dedicated bag, have one place that you keep it. Instructors, if you run out of tape or pens or whatever, keep extras with you, right? And Coach David, when I started doing that, everything just started working. I started, things started to go smooth. And I'll tell you one last thing. Instructors, I'll give you a quick tip. And, and this might be a help for students. Laminating pages. Oh my goodness. I used to have everything by paper, paper, and I used to put them in manila folders, and then I would always lose it or it'd get worn out, and then I have to reprint the next one, a new one for the next week. Well, as you know, I'm married to a former teacher who has a laminator. So what I would do is I would just laminate these pages, like our technique sheet, our jujitsu sheet, our kata, you know, the whole thing. Everything is laminated. So these have lasted me for years, and I have multiple copies in all the different places I teach and or train. You know, if you're a student, Coach David, what do you think? Is that a good idea maybe for students to do? Absolutely. Um, I think to me, it comes down to routine and habits. Like make, you're having a routine, your habit. And once that becomes your habit, everything's in the same spot. You do the same things every time. You're going to lose things less often. You're going to ruin things less often. It just becomes smooth. Like you can really make a lot of difference in the, um, relative ease and enjoyability of your life by not having the stress of losing things and having things rip, et cetera. So these are great, great tips you just passed on. Well, thank you. Well, I got to tell you, um, Coach David, I love doing these kind of podcasts where we have success formulas and things like this, because it makes it very easily and manageable for a student or instructor or a parent to implement. I hope everyone got a lot of value out of this. You know, we're recording here at the beginning of April. I hope that as time moves on here, I hope everyone continues to be safe, uh, continues to make good choices. We wish everyone in, in Kaizen Nation good health. We wish you and your family all the very best. I know uh, we're heading into a holiday weekend. If you celebrate Easter, happy Easter to you. If you don't, have a good weekend. Uh, and my thoughts are we're going to be recording again in about a week. And hopefully by then we continue to make progress uh, in terms of the pandemic. And I hope we continue to get into a better place uh, each time we meet up. Coach David, do you have any closing thoughts for, you know, for the uh, team? That was, that was very well said. I hope everyone, if they just had spring break, which I know a lot of our students did, I hope you had a really restful week and uh, come raring to tackle work, school, karate, everything that's um, coming up next few weeks as we get into spring because um, things are looking great out there. I hope everyone's going to enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, hey guys, I am Coach V. And I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate Podcast. We're signing out. Until next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you then.